I guess when you when you look at how small communities in Maine, especially how they interact with the summer community, they've always had this power. They've always had this economic power. They can buy your job. They can buy your house. They can buy your business. They can buy your wharf. They can buy your waterfront access. So the last thing you get in Maine, the one thing you can't buy is acceptance. Just being, feeling that sense of being a part of something that's kind of bigger than yourself, but it ties you to the people that came before is, is important. And so it was definitely within our community was the classic thing. And there's quite a lot of that I, now that I, I think I even noticed it when I was growing up. Welcome back to Through the Dooryard, a podcast for the Bar Harbor Historical Society. Last time, we took you with us to the Wayback Ball. This time, we will be delving a little deeper into the Hayseeders, the 40 mysterious misters behind the stewardship of the traditions of the Wayback Ball. It's, uh, it's, it's, I think, a uniquely down east Maine thing because many communities had either Bar Harbor, the group's called the Hayseeders, a lot of other places, they were called the Waybackers. Uh, almost every village, every town had a, a group like this. So the, the 40 Hayseeders um, was uh, formed uh, to schedule and hold a dance every year. And the idea was that local residents uh, were never invited to any summer people things. And what happened was people were saying, well, why don't we have a dance? And so uh, what they did it, though, was as a, as a huge parody of what happened in the summer where it was fancy gowns and tuxedos and bands brought in from New York City and all those types of things where here everybody dressed up like hayseeds and wore overalls, deliberately spelled all the different types of dances incorrectly. Uh, and they called it way back because they did everything like when the town was just a farming community or a small kind of uh, uh, port community. And uh, to this day, those traditions continue. And the only... That was Earl Brecklin. This group of 40 plans the dances every year, and each one gets 10 invites. But how does one become a hayseeder? And how has their role as Hayseeders changed throughout the years since the dance was started? We went to speak to a retired Hayseeder to get an understanding of how the organization has changed throughout the years. In the back of a small uh, clock repair shop, we found clockmaker Alexander Phillips, remember, a past treasurer of the Hayseeders. <laughs> what, what went on after it closed? <laughs> Can I ask you how, um, like, what the process was like to become a Hayseeder? Like, how you were You had to be. Um, sponsored by a hayseeder and um, um, like in my case it was Roger Cunningham he was he knew everybody in town mm -hmm. Roger and he was he was the the head honcho mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, he was so funny 
because if you voted against something he really wanted, mm -hmm. he'd never speak to you again. So you, you got to be careful. <laughs> or somebody would say, yeah, but Roger, we don't, we, I don't think that's a very good idea. Well, you don't like it, you can leave. Uh, <laughs> he was right to the point. I like Roger. Oh, Roger yeah. was... As Alexander just explained, you have to be sponsored by a current hayseeder to join the organization. You must be known to the in-group. And in Bar Harbor, the hayseeders are identified by a, a, a metal badge, mm -hmm. literally a badge that says 40 hayseeders. And we still have some of the original ones from more than 100 years ago, from 125 years ago. Traditionally, the badges are handed down father to son or to like a male heir in the family. And when uh, there isn't one, then the hayseeders at their organizational meeting have a list of some nominees proposed by other hayseeders and then they get elected. So each hayseeder, in our case, then pays $100 or $125, depending on what the dues are, to pay for all the dance, and then everyone else attends for free. Why didn't you invite us to the meeting? Well, it's interesting because it's a guy thing, but also, <laughs> but, the, but wives and ladies come yeah. to that. And uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I guess we... You have to kind of be connected to it. It's still, yeah. you know, that kind of well, a group. Yeah. I thought we were yeah. connected. <laughs> <laughs> if you get the chance to look at the hayseeders as a whole, you might notice something. They are all men. And they have always been all men. Do you have any idea why? Because we were looking at, like, I don't know if they were the original bylaws, but like some of the original bylaws, and it was very like very specific that it had to be males, like underlined word male for years. <coughs> Do you have any idea like why that is? That was the default setting back yeah, then. That's you know, that you could be, like, in the, in the Masonic family of organizations, you know, they had, you know, or an odd fellows, you, you had the Rebecca's, and you had, uh, you know, Rainbow Girls, and you had uh, Eastern Star, but women couldn't be a Mason. And, and or, or, you know, the Order of the Red Men, like, that organization fits in today's society. So, you know, there were, those, that was just the way it was, and... You know, uh, other than that, I think it was just default setting, you know. But, but yeah, you called it a fraternity, too. So in that sense, um, is that something that's, like, traditionally an essence of it that you think will be there? Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. It isn't, yeah, and it isn't, say, an all-male fraternity because, like, at the organizational meetings now, you know, wives and partners are welcome to attend and chime in on stuff and, and do all of that. They're just, but it still comes down to, to 40 votes. <laughs> we were not able to get a copy of the current Bar Harbor Hayseeders bylaws, but in our collection, we found a copy from the Seasider Ball, the Wayback Ball held in Seal Harbor, which explicitly states that Hayseeders must be male. The word is underlined just to be sure. This dance, like all of the other town's balls, was based on the Bar Harbor Hayseed Ball. Although this lack of gender diversity doesn't seem to be passionately upheld with the Hayseeders, it also doesn't seem to be actively addressed 
and changed. You know, and I don't, I don't see where there's any resistance at some point in the future that it could be open up to both genders. I mean, I don't, I don't see why not if you care that much about the community and... Like such, most traditions associated with this dance, for the most part, remain unchanged since the 1890s. The ceremonial badges and some exclusionary fraternal qualities. But part of the curiosity of the Wayback Ball has always been the seeming secretiveness of the Hayseeders. Though they wouldn't think of themselves as mysterious or see some of the fraternal qualities of the organization as exclusionary, most people outside the tradition don't know who the Hayseeders are. This makes for a dynamic we continuously encountered whilst looking into the ball. The Hayseeders is open and honest desire to keep their tradition going constantly battling either age-old feelings of exclusivity or lack of awareness of the tradition's existence within the community. I, I know a lot of young people that would be into it as like a winter celebration. Oh, yeah. I feel like people are seeking that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah like, like an old-timey like, ball. Like if you, put, if you put that out to the MDI community, it would be packed, I think. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so from your perspective, like seeing the participants, like what is the general person that is there? Do you remember? That's kind of complicated. So like because of my role at the high school, I know a lot of people. And I want to say the first time I played this gig, I didn't recognize a single person. And that was really odd for me because almost anywhere I go, it's like, oh, you're the music guy, you're the music guy, you're the music guy. And I walked in and I was like, who are all these people? And I think over the years, there have been a couple of where I've known a few people, but I don't think they were Hayseeders. And I can't, I, maybe they just got invited. So like the actual Hayseeders themselves, I, I don't think I knew a single one, which is, is wild. Um, so it, it felt a little, it felt a little odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so they're not necessarily like people that are in the community every day. Or the people, it, people that don't overlap with my community yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time on Through the Dooryard. But it was, it was to me, when I think about it, it was very class oriented. We're not Masons, are we allowed? Yeah, you can read that. <laughs> so, was there ever any crossover between um, the Mason and the Hayseeders in terms of group members? Yeah, most of them were Masons. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs>